things and we're ignorant, help comes our way. He does things for us because we don't always know the protocol of heaven. And, and so, so church, it's, it's, we know. I got such an exciting invitation to California for November. But God has called us here. And I'm not going anywhere until God says. And I had to write back and tell them, and they say, oh, we absolutely understand. God has called us here because God has a plan for the city. And God is saying we're going to a new level, church. And revival is about to break out. Are you ready? Hallelujah. So the title of my message today is Help is on the Way. If you need help in any way at all, I am here today to tell you that help is on the way. Just before I forget, throne room worship will be on the 23rd of September, 6 a.m. You're welcome to come in Jesus' name. Hebrews 2.16 says, for indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. He does not give aid to angels, but he gives seed, he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. So we can ask ourselves, well, who is the seed of Abraham? And you know, that is a, a great theological discussion which I will leave to Dr. Leslie for another time. And just to make it simple for us today, I'm going to read Hebrews 2, 16 to 18 from the Passion Translation. It says, for it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels. Jesus didn't die for angels. I remember being with some young people and they were praying for the fallen angels to be saved. No, they didn't know any better. But Jesus didn't die for the angels. He died for you and I. And you know, the scripture says, will not the God of the whole earth do what is right? So we may not understand why when Lucifer fell and the angels fell, that, that Jesus didn't die for them. One day we will know, but the God of the whole earth will do what is right. Amen. So he did not do this for the angels, but for the sons and daughters of Abraham. This is why he had to be a man and take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us his brothers and sisters and became our merciful and faithful king priest before God. As the one who removed our sins to make us one with him, he suffered and endured every test and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. Do you see that? We have help every time we pass through the ordeals of life. Hallelujah. So Galatians 3.13 puts it this way. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. 
that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Just lift your hands and say, Today, I receive the blessings of Abraham. Hallelujah. They are yours. They are mine. They are ours. Through Christ Jesus, we receive the blessings of Abraham. So I want to bring you three ways today that God can bring help to us. Now, there are many other ways, but because I'm going to watch the time carefully, three ways in which God can bring help to us. When we need help, many times God will use people. I remember hearing a pastor who has a very large church, and uh, we can also identify with him. He said he was, uh, he was coming towards a traffic light, and he saw that there was a man begging right at the traffic light, waiting for it to turn red. And he was saying in his heart, oh, keep it green, Lord, keep it green. Because he didn't have any cash in his car. And he knew this man would be knocking on his window and asking for help. And he didn't have anything to give him. But as he got to the traffic light, it turned red. And so there was the man knocking on his window. And he's like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I've got nothing to give him. The Lord dropped something in his heart. He put the window down. He said, sir, I have no money to give you, but I want to give you my phone number. And if you would like to phone me, we will send someone to your house to bring you to church on Sunday. He told how that man phoned him. They brought him to church on Sunday. He gave his life to the Lord, and he became a mighty pillar in that church. Hallelujah. God will use people to bring help in time of need. Now, the Apostle Paul, we know him. He was, he was first called Saul of Tarsus. And uh, he had an experience on, on the road. He fell off his horse and he heard the Lord's voice speaking to him. The story goes that he was blinded. And uh, in Acts 9, verse 10, the Lord speaks to somebody to go and help Saul. It says, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus. It, it doesn't say there was a certain prophet or a certain pastor, a certain apostle. No, this was a disciple. Every one of us are disciples. God wants to use every one of us. This was a disciple of Damascus. And God was about to use him to commission the Apostle Paul. Imagine that. I, I want to release you this morning to know that God wants to release you to do mighty things in these days. It it's not just for people that are famous or people that are in full-time ministry. Here is a disciple that is about to commission a mighty man of God. Ananias didn't want to go because he knew about Saul of Tarsus. This man was persecuting the Christians and put them in, putting them into prison. And it's
it says there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight. Imagine, he's just a disciple, but he can hear the name of a street. God is given him, giving him the, 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 the address where Saul actually was. God is giving him the street address. It's possible to hear that clearly from the Holy Spirit. And today, I pray that every one of us, our ears will be open. We are disciples. We can hear the Holy Spirit. We can actually hear Him give us an address that we should go and visit somebody. Not only that, He says to, to, to Ananias, and inquire at the house of Judas. He was even given the name of the person who lived in the house. Wow, this is amazing. Because you know, God could give somebody your address and your name. They could turn up in your door to tell you something from God. Yes, or he could use you to do a mission like this. And uh, so he goes on and he says, uh, the name of the person in the house is Judas. And one called Saul of Tarsus. Well, this is where Ananias began to fall apart. Saul of Tarsus, he's the one who's persecuting us, Lord. For behold, he is praying. God can change anybody in an instant. In an instant, church. You're praying for family, they can be changed in an instant. You think it's impossible, they can be changed in an instant. Hallelujah. In an instant. We've had two marriages in this church that have been instantly, instantly changed. Divorce papers were on the table, but by the Spirit, they were changed in a moment. In a moment, God can change a person. He's praying. And in a vision, he, was, he has seen a man named Ananias. Now, this is Saul of Tarsus, who's been persecuting the Christians. Now, he's praying, and he gets a vision, and he sees Ananias. You see, you can be a baby Christian and hear from God. Isn't that amazing? You can just be a, new, a newborn Christian. You're praying and you go into a vision. God tells you something. Saul got the name Ananias. He knew who was coming. You can be a baby Christian and hear from God. And he's, he, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. God will use ordinary men and women to bring help to people. Never resist giving help when the opportunity comes. When, when opportunity comes for us to help somebody, we must help them to the best of our ability. 
I'll tell you what happened to me once. One of my boys came home like kids do, you know. And it was late afternoon and they said, Oh, Mom, I have a project and it has to be in by tomorrow morning. I looked at my watch. The shops are closing in 15 minutes, son. Everybody in the car, come on. We need cardboard. We need crayons. We need all sorts of things. We've got to get this project done. We ran down to the shops. Fortunately, it wasn't too far. And, uh, and as we're going into the shop, because I thought, if I can just get everybody in, I know they won't throw us out, but if they're locking the doors, they won't let us in. As we're running into the shop, a lady confronts me and says, please, ma'am, bus fare, please, ma'am, bus fare. And so I was like, and I, 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 I just turned to go into the shop. And as I turned, I heard her say these words, now I know there is no God. Wow, I spun around. I couldn't find her in the crowd. I missed my opportunity. Church, we must not miss our opportunities in these days. It's serious. It's as serious as somebody saying there is a God and there is no God. When somebody asks for help, let's take the opportunity. Know that God is using you. Now, we, we know there are filters and that um, people will try to abuse or manipulate, and, and we have to be careful with things like that. But take the opportunity to be used of God whenever you can. Amen. Hebrews 5, uh, no, Matthew 5, 38 says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This was under the law. Imagine. Somebody takes your eye out, so you're allowed to take their eye out. I'm so glad we don't live under the law anymore. Amen? But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him also. So if somebody slaps you on the face, you don't say, is that what it's like? Okay. No, you turn the other cheek. If anyone wants to sue you, and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. You know, anybody in a court case? Be careful. Let things go. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Watch verse 42. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. I, I try to live by this verse. And, uh, and I believe God wants us to because this is the word of God, church. Give to him or her who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Now, there are other scriptures. Don't go into debt to help somebody. Don't let people manipulate you. And I know those things. But church... Help is on the way, and God will use you and I very often to help somebody. The second way God uses us, God will use angels to help us. Hebrews 1.13 says, To which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool? 
Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who inherit salvation? There are ministering spirits available for us to have help from heaven. You know, many years ago, I, a young mother came to me at the church and she said, Pastor, we've just moved into a flat right next door to the primary school. And we did that on purpose because our little girl is starting school and she's so small and she's never been to school before. And we thought it would be so easy just to, just to walk her around the wall and the school is right there. But she said, when I went to book her in, the headmaster said, oh, so sorry. We're completely full. We're not allowed to take any more children. Your child will have to get into a taxi and drive 40 minutes to the nearest school that has a place for her. The mother said, first of all, we can't afford it. And secondly, my little girl is far too small to be put into a taxi and to be driving up and down to school. She says, can you help me? I said, yes, I will. And so I went to see the headmaster. And the headmaster told me exactly the same thing. I said, is there anything we can do? He said, well, in two days' time, the, the school board for the whole of Johannesburg, of all the schools in Johannesburg, will be meeting in Johannesburg. And if you like, I will make an appointment for you to speak to the school board. I said, thank you very much. We're going to be there. So on the day appointed, we, I picked up this young mom and we drove into Johannesburg. We found the place. And in the car, I prayed the strangest prayer. Now, I had been studying Revelation 4. I had learned it by heart. And uh, maybe you'd like to do that. It's quite life-changing. And so I had learned that there are angelic beings around the throne. The one has a face of a lion, the other a face of an ox. And then there's the angel with a face of a man. And then there's the eagle who is on, in full flight. And so I prayed in the car, a prayer I'd never prayed before, but prayed many times since. I said, Lord, would you send an angel with the face of a man? to help us today and we went in there and uh, we had to stand in front of this long long table filled with people and this young mom she was so so afraid she couldn't talk so she pointed to me and they said who are you and I said well I'm her pastor and immediately I realized that I was in the presence of people who served other gods because there was a there was a, a, an absolute block. A coldness came into the room. And, uh, and I began to, to just put her case forward. And they were saying, no, impossible. No, no, we, no, no, she's never been to school. No, it doesn't matter. We, she has to catch the taxi. And suddenly, a young man walked into the room. He was very tall. I knew immediately who he was. I don't know who they thought he was. But he interrupted the conversation and he said, is there a problem in this room? Oh, yes, they said, and they were all, he said, I would like you to go to your computer immediately. I, I would like you to type a letter for this young mother. And I, I would like you to say 
that you give permission for the, for the headmaster to put another desk in a classroom for this little girl. I want you to sign it and I want you to stamp it. We got back into the car and she says, wow, pastor, I didn't understand your prayer. An angel with the face of a man, but he turned up for us. Hallelujah. There is help. Church, there is help. So we went back to the headmaster. We gave him the letter and he said, absolutely. I will put a desk in for this little girl. And she started on time. I was again in the school um, a, a few days later and he came to me and he said, thank you so much for helping that young mother because he said, actually, um, a, a few days after that, a, a family have come. They said we had a sudden transfer to Cape Town. So he said, the extra desk I, I put in, I, I was able to take out because that family left and now we're all back to normal again. Wow, you know, just for like three days, she nearly lost her place in the school. An angel with the face of a man. I was in Kenya. I had been working really hard for about a month, really hard. I mean, we would go to a service in the morning. They'd put me in a car. They would maybe give me a drink of water. We'd have a service in the afternoon, and then they would drive me into uh, somewhere at night. I remember one time they, they said to me, Pastor, put your, put your face down. You've got to crouch down. I said, why? They said, because if they see your f white face here, they'll shoot you. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. You're going to send me help. I worked so hard there in Kenya for a month. Got to the airport, and they announced that there was a bomb scare in the airport. Everybody had to evacuate. We were standing in lines in the hot sun, and just in my heart, I said, Lord, I can't do this. And a gentleman walked up to me. He had no uniform on. He was very ordinary looking, but with great authority, he looked at me and he said, follow me. And so I did. I followed him, and we went right through the doors past security as if they couldn't even see us. He took my case and he put it onto the roller. I remember thinking, I hope I'm going to see it again because, you know, there was nobody taking tickets. And, and then we went through all the security checks. There wasn't a, there wasn't a soul in, in sight. And then we came to a, a desk and there was a lady there. She said, would you like to check in? I said, yes, please. <laughs> she checked me in. She said, there's a room there that's air conditioned. You're welcome to sit there until everybody's allowed in. I don't know who they thought I was. I don't think people could see me. <laughs> and then I turned around to the, because in Africa, and those of you who come from my country, you will know, if somebody does you a great favor, they will stand very humbly and wait to be rewarded. But he was gone. I said to the lady, who was the gentleman that brought me in? She said, I've never seen him in my life before. And I just sat there and waited for an hour or so until everybody came in. It's the angel with the face of a man. 
Just recently in Johannesburg, when I was there last in December, I was standing in a line, and uh, and I had an appointment to keep, and I wanted to draw some cash, and the line was so slow. I'm saying, Lord, I need to keep this appointment, and the line is so slow. And again, a gentleman walked up to me, and he said, "Do you see that?" ATM machine, is that what you call it here? Yeah. And he, he said, you can use that. And I looked and it said, staff only. Nobody was using it. And he, he kind of nodded at me. So, you know, in situations like this, there's an authority that you almost have to obey. I went to that ATM machine. I drew my cash. I walked away and nobody said a word. And as I walked away, I turned around to see if any naughty people were going to follow me, but nobody did. It's the angel with the face of a man, church. And in these days, we need this kind of help. He does not give help to angels, but he does give help to the seed of Abraham. Do you know who you are, church? You are of the seed of Abraham. You know, Daniel, we know, we love Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den, such a favorite children's story. But he refused to stop praying. And so he got thrown into the lion's den. And uh, the next morning, the king comes and shouts into the lion's den, Daniel, was your God able to deliver you? And this is what Daniel replied in Daniel 6.22. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. We I come from Congo. I come from a land where we went to bed with lions roaring. And just near where we are in Johannesburg, there's something called the Lion Park. And you know, those lions, when you drive around, they're under the trees. Are you coming? <laughs> they look so fluffy. They look so inviting. They look so cute. You know, you just want to go and put your arms around that big lion and love it. But there's signs everywhere. Do not get out of your car. These lions are dangerous. These lions will eat you. But there were some tourists who just looked at these fluffy lions and thought, that, that can't be true. They got out of their car and they were ripped to pieces. That's what should have happened to Daniel. If you come to Johannesburg, I'll take you there. And I'll take you to a place where you can hold a baby lion. Like a little teddy bear. You're allowed to hold him and have a picture holding this baby lion. So you're welcome. But these weren't baby lions. These were, these were real lions. But an angel shut the lion's mouth. I want to tell you, church, no matter who is coming against you or what is coming against you, an angel, God will send an angel to shut the lion's mouth in Jesus' name. 
believe the word of God. Hallelujah. The apostles were put into prison at a time where great things were happening. Acts 5.15 So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. And at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits. And they were all healed. What a revival. But the authorities didn't like it. So they, they, uh, they rounded up the apostles and they threw them all in jail. And it says here, a few verses down in Acts 5.19, but at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. Hallelujah. There is help. Do you need a door opening? A door in business? Do you need a, a door opening? In Jesus' name, may the Lord send you an angel to open a door which is impossible to open. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God opens doors that are impossible to open. In Hebrews 13 verse 2, it says, Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. How amazing must that be? That you, you uh, take somebody for coffee and realize later, it was an angel and we have stories. And I'm sure afterwards, after this message today, uh, we're going to, you're going to, some people are going to come to me and tell me stories. Angel stories. Because help is on the way, church. Help is on the way. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're believing for, help is on the way. Hallelujah. The third way that the Holy Spirit helps us, and really this is the greatest way that he helps us, is John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You know, I'm, I'm always in awe when I read this verse, that Jesus would call the mighty Holy Spirit. Remember, he said, after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, you shall receive power. The Holy Spirit has power. But Jesus called him a helper to you. To me, that is such humility. That is so amazing. A helper. We need to become more like Jesus. I remember we had a guest speaker once at our church, and uh, there was a piece of paper lying at the door. And everybody just walked in, you know, wanting to get a seat, get a good seat, guest speaker, you know, get a good seat. But when Abe walked through the door, he picked the paper up and went and put it in the dustbin. And the guest speaker noticed and said to the church, Church, I saw you walk past that piece of paper. He said, but you need to become a helper in this church. 
And so that's, that's how we need to be. We need to be a, a helper to one another. But we ha have the Holy Spirit who is called a helper. Isn't that amazing? He brings you supernatural help. He will talk to you even while things are happening. I, I remember one day watching my dad. I used to do his books for him. And, uh, and a lady came in and she was complaining about some account that she had to pay. And my dad put his hand in his pocket and he took out some money and he gave it to her. He said, take that and pay your account. And afterwards I said, Dad, why did you do that? She's got so much more money than you have. He says, yes, my darling. He says, but I know that tomorrow God will give it back to me. But she doesn't know yet because she's too young in the Lord. When people come and ask for help, we need to help them. Because some of them are still young in the Lord. We must help them to the best of our ability. Amen. You know, I remember Peter coming to me as a young uh, Jethro's dad. He came to me, uh, 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 he just started work. And, uh, and he said, Mom, I feel like the Holy Spirit says I must take my salary and I must give it to so-and-so. And, he, you know, he tells later the story how he was hoping I would say, no, my darling, you can't do that. You can't give all your money away. Mom and dad will do it for you, you know. But he'd started work. And he had said, the Holy Spirit said, I must give my salary. I said, Peter, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you must do. He was so disappointed, but he did it. You know, today, he is the biggest giver I have ever met. He gives and he gives and he gives. And that's why God has entrusted him to be an apostle, to open. He, the, the, the number he was given was 70 churches around the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Peter hears a need, he just gives. We, we need to become like the Holy Spirit. We need to become more like Jesus, church. He, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. And as we grow in the Lord, we, we must understand there's more responsibility given to us, church. To give and give and give and give. Because you see, we can't take it with us. And if Jesus comes tonight, I don't want to stand there thinking, oh, I should have done that. I should have helped that person. Because we're going to stand before God, aren't we? You know, um, I used to have my grandchildren for, for Sunday lunch. And, uh, and one day, I was giving out ice creams. Jethro, you were probably there. 
vanilla, chocolate, what do you want? What gin, what, what, what you want? Strawberry, what flavor do you want? And my little granddaughter came back and she said, can I have another one, please, Grandma? And I, I think I gave her a chocolate and she said, no, Grandma. I asked for another one. And you know, as she said that, I thought of the scripture where, where the spirit, that, where Jesus said, I am going to give you another comforter. Somebody just like me. She was saying, I had a vanilla first and I want a vanilla now. I don't want a different one. When Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit, he didn't send us a junior Jesus. He sent us another one just like him. He will heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Those days have not passed away. Those days are still here. And I love the evangelists that are out on the streets in these days, doing exactly what Jesus said we must do. To heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Hallelujah. Shokit was just telling us this week. Sorry, Shokit, I'm going to tell you a story. I love it. He was in the park and he, he, he saw four ladies looking very, very sad. He said to them, what, what's, what's the matter? They said, well, it's, I don't know if it was a relative or a friend of theirs. And uh, we've been told she's going to die. She's in a coma. She cannot live. He said, well, let me pray to my God about this. He prayed for that lady. And a few days later, he was in the park again. And these four ladies come running up to him and say, we're so, we're so amazed because that person came out of the coma. That person is alive. That person is out of hospital. Oh, hallelujah. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your helper today. He's your helper. Romans 8, 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Jesus is our great intercessor. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need. And so there's help for you today. Psalm 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Today, the Lord wants to lift your head. Whatever problem needs to be solved, whatever door needs to be opened, whatever wall needs to be knocked down, whatever needs to be changed, we have the helper. Amen. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to ask you this morning, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Or are you here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord? I'm going to count to three and on the count of three, if, if you're saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord, I want you to put up your hand. Are you ready, church? One, two, three. Is there anybody here that wants to receive Jesus? Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. See those hands. God bless you. That's so wonderful. Hallelujah. 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 Just give a, just give a clap, church. So wonderful. 
Hallelujah. Now I want you all to help me as we bring these people into the kingdom of God and pray with me. And those that raised your hand, would you just pray this prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus. You've given me help from heaven. Today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and I make you my Lord and Savior. Would you come and live in my heart? And from this day, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Those that raise your hand, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray with you um, after the service. And also, if you need prayer, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up now. If you need, you know, signs follow the preaching of the word. Today, the word is there is help on the way. Help is on the way. If you need help, if you need healing, whatever, whatever it is you're needing, you're needing a door open, you, you're needing a change in some circumstances, I want to invite you to come. And I uh, want the uh, prayer team to come. Can I have the band up, please? We're going to sing. Uh, if you could just sing softly as we're going to pray for people. Amen. God bless you. Can we stand, church?